Kilda. Welcome to Rev Talk the Mihinari Podcast. I'm Rev Chris. And I'm Rev Mike. And we've got a, uh, a foursome going on this morning, or afternoon, or whatever time you're listening to this amazing podcast. Evening. We are joined by Zane Tahoeelan. Kia ora tato. Kia ora. And Isaac Beach. Kia ora. And this is our first experimental run with uh, recording this a-ata-ata, uh, that's what I'll call it, video. Ripene. Mm-hmm. Is it still a ripene if it's digital? Is it still a recording if it never sees the light of day? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll be doing a couple of our usual segments, looking at a church uh, in Hepikoi Wharekarakia. I might do some free favourite things towards the end. And in the middle we'll be having a yarn to these two fellas about what it's like to be considering life as a cleric. Ooh, sounds daunting. No, my Haramaiki Rev Talk, the Mihinare Podcast. And this week, uh, we're going to be having a yarn about Nikora Tapu, Wainui, St. Nicholas out at Wainui, or as I like to call it, Santa Claus's Church. Yep, Nicholas, yeah, so St. Nicholas. Mm. St. Nicholas Tapu. St. Nicholas Tapu. St. Nicholas Tapu Nikora. Hato St. Nicholas Tapu. Whoa, that's like three three saints. Okay, opportunity for learning here. Um, if it's an Anglican church, if Anglicans are talking about saints, it's whatever name Tapu. So like if you're talking about St. Zane, Zane Tapu. Yeah. If Catholics are talking about saints, it's Hato Zane, unless it's a woman, and then Hata. Yeah. So there you go. That's how you can uh, weed out all those Catholics. But mostly they, um, well, no, no, because like I think particularly through the schools, eh, the prevalence of the schools and the saints' names, mm. um, every, you know, that katorika um, kupu, that word, Catholic word for saints, has kind of become um, more used, eh? Yeah. So no, hato something, hato. A yeah. direct transliteration of santo and santa. Yeah, yeah, so even like like one is like say Saint Mary's and Tiki Tiki. Yeah. Often you'll hear it referred to as Hato Mary. Yeah. Um, but within our Anglican Minari tradition, Fakapapa, how we do it, we'd say Mary Tapu, mm. which is actually a, I think, is a better theological statement. But we'll leave that for another segment. So we're talking about Saint Nicholas, which is the church Michael uh, and I sometimes serve at. We mostly do our mahi in the church uh, in the educational side of things, so not always taking karaki every weekend. Mm. Uh, but when we do, we join the circuit here in Tūranga in Gisborne, uh, which includes St Nicholas out at Wainui. Um, and whenever I, I notice whenever I talk to St Nicholas about people here in Gizzi, uh, two people here in Gizzi, they're like, well, where is that church? Tell them it's a Wainui. They're like, there's a church in Wainui? <laughs> um, and the way they orient themselves is you start across the road from the general store. Yeah, you'll get it every time. But started life as a Presbyterian church, if I understand rightly. Uh, flicked over to becoming Anglican. Um, and for a wee while, a lot of the curates there were Māori priests. So people like uh, Anaru Takurua uh, was a curate there for a long time. Um, and for those of you who don't know Wainui, it's not, well, the part of Wainui where the church is isn't the most Māori part. Um, so lots of Pākehā whānau there uh, made up the congregation uh, back in the day, uh, was closed by the Pakias. I think Phil was saying recently, uh, closed Who's in Phil? the early 90s. Uh, Phil is uh, a parishioner at our church. He's, he's been there... Since the 80s. Yeah, since the 80s. Uh, he raised his family in that church. His yeah. wife taught Sunday school in that church. She's yeah. passed away since then, unfortunately. Uh, but Phil uh, still is one of the, the mainstays, the stalwarts of the yeah, church awesome there, along with uh, Graham... 
Um, who else and, do we have and, out there? And of blessed memory, Richard Coates. Richard Coates, yeah. As well known in, in the Gizzy area. Yeah. And and more lately, uh, the All Black uh, Andy Jeffords. Yeah, well, he's a local. Uh. He was at church on Sunday, told me I preached an amazing sermon. Well, he had to. Yeah. He was like All Black number 851, I think. Was he? Mm. Did you go look him I up after? I Googled him after the service. Because <laughs> <laughs> the bishop was like, that was Andy Jeffords. I'm like, am I supposed to know who he is? Yeah, no, he's an awesome fella. Um, but yeah, and, and those Pākehā whānau still make up a real key part of that church out there. So when, one of the Kaupapa, one of the Kaupapa was, so it was under the, the Pākehā parish here of Gisborne. Yep. I think basically they, they um, wanted to close it down a couple of times, for you know, for whatever reason. Um, I think the tunnel came to uh, our current bishop when he was still a priest here teaching in Gisborne um, to basically go out there and plant a church. Yeah. So it, it has quite a special um, character and, and way to it, eh, in that it's a bicultural church. Yeah. So it has Pākehā and Māori whānau turn up. Um, it's us Māori priests, ministers who run all the services. It's mm-hmm. under the Māori church. Um, but we'll lead that in Māori and, and we'll lead in, in, in English as well. And it truly is kind of a bicultural um, experience grounded on a Tūranga Waiwai, a sort of standing place of being Māori. Um, and it's been going for over 10 years Yeah, over now? 10 years. Under yeah. the Māori church, yeah. Well, and because those those Pākehā whānau that are still there now came through during a time when you had your Anadu Takurua's rolling through there as curates, um, they're really used to the Māori way of doing things. Yeah, a lot of history um, out there. And it's real cool, eh? Like our Pākehā whānau... And so, because sometimes when we bring in new ones to, to sort of train them, so we'll have more of a tikanga where we'll, we'll flick between real, kind of to make it yeah. easier. We'll do part in Māori, parts in English, but there, there's no real kind of rule. Um, but even when we bring in new ones to train and, that, and they're not as accustomed to that, they'll lead the entire karakia in Māori. Mm. And no sweat for our Pākehā whānau. They just yeah. into it, follow it, um, get into our Māori himine, Māori songs. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just a lovely wairu and spirit out there. Yeah, so, um, yeah, like a, it's a humble place, yeah. um, but the congregation there is real cool. Uh, we were there this past Sunday at like uh, 9.58, there was no one in the church. <laughs> and then at 10.01, there's like 35 people sitting yeah, there, yeah, which yeah. is crazy. Uh, but we, we love it out there, awesome wairua, really good whānau. Um, so if you're ever in Gizzi, find yourself in Gizzi on a Sunday, we have karakia there on the second and fourth Sunday mm. uh, of every month, uh, starting at 10 o'clock, uh, on the dot, so uh, turn up at 9.59. We'll still accept you at 10.01. Just, barely. <laughs> yeah. um, join us out there, bit of a, a karakia, and the best part of that church is there's always a mean feed afterwards. We call it a cup of tea, but it's a Māori cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. Which means pavlova, ice and like cream, chocolate logs. and yeah. Chocolate's real nice pies. from like Kai Tea Bakery. They're amazing if you haven't had them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Nikura Tapu Wainui, uh, 10 o'clock, second and fourth Sunday. Priest in charge out there is the mini taro here, uh, the Reverend Jimmy Green. Um, and if he's on, man, you're in you're in for an amazing time. Nikura Tapu Wainui, no my harumai kitera, onga farikara kikiroto, o te tai rafiti. I think this counts as Hemihinariho, does it? Mm, well, we'll soon see. Yeah, Hemihinariho could be talk with because those of you who have listened before will know that Zane's actually a ringer too. <laughs> um, but no, my my kōrua, Zane, hoki mai ki te podcast nei ki te puno apaho to wā tua te tai ati nana mai. Uh, Kiri ki te nei o ngā 
podcasts. <laughs> that word always slips out of my mind. Uh, and uh, our brother Isaac is no stranger to those of you out here. Uh, for those of you who have uh, listened to our podcast before with Isaac, you'll know anything can happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but by way of introduction, both Isaac and Zane are currently on the ordination track uh, with mm. us here in Te Rafiti. So they're, well, do, are they ordinands yet? They're ordinands, eh? Uh, uh, postulant. Zane the postulant. Yeah. Uh, Zach is officially an Isaac ordinand. the ordinand. The only difference is that Isaac's gone through a... Um, like a selection interview and been declared ordainable. <laughs> Recommended, yeah. Yeah, uh, whereas uh, Zane's a bit earlier down that track. So Zane, you're doing one sort of pathway to ministry and Isaac's doing another. So tell me about the pathway that you're on. Yes, um, so I've been up at St. John's for the past three years yep. doing theolo- uh, studying theology and now I'm coming back to Gisborne to do a curacy. Kapai, so Zane's been on... Perhaps like the more traditional uh, Anglican mm. way of being formed for ministry. But before you went to St John's, you were sort of you were active in supporting ministry in Matawa Maui. Yes, yep. mm, yeah, yeah. Whereas in contrast to Zane, we've got our man Isaac. And uh, what's what's your what's your trajectory, bro? What's your pathway training for ordination like at the moment? What are you doing? Well, at, at the moment, um, I'm learning under the Reverend Mona Scott. Nice. Uh, and that's uh, it. St. Luke's Pakipaki is uh, Kaikarakia. Cool. So we've got sort of like one way of training over here, another way of training over here, um, but both are equally formative, um, both equally rewarding. Um, in so in both Kaikarakia, eh? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got your licenses on you? Or? <laughs> yes. Uh, mine is uh, right over here. with me. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, can either, either of you explain what a kaikaraki is? You're being tested right now. They're both looking at each other. Yep, it's a liturgist. Oh, that's an interesting. Okay, what, what's your bid? Uh, my bid would be to uh, first of all support Zane's. <laughs> uh, it's a liturgist at, um, crossed with a lay minister. Ooh. Oh, there you go. That was what I was going to put in. Oh, crossed. Like bread, is yeah. this part of breeding? <laughs> like, like a plant. Like grafting yes. onto like a tree. Grafting. Yeah, so kaikarakia is like a really uniquely Māori mm. uh, ministry uh, in the Anglican church. We're in like the Pākehā church, they'll have like chalice bearers, liturgical assistants, liturgists, lay reader, lay oh, preacher. Yeah. We basically thought, you don't need 16 different people. We're going to make one person do it and not pay them anything. <laughs> so <laughs> kaikarakia is basically our catch-all um, ministry position, eh? So as a kaikarakia, when did you become kaikarakia, Zane? Um, three years ago. How old were you? I was 18. 18 years old and licensed to bury people. Yes. <laughs> Is that freaky? Um, well, I, I think my first He was already doing it. Yeah, I was still doing it. Was it like before. your grandmother or someone? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So that's intense. Mm. <laughs> uh, and you were made kaikarakia in, what, December last year? November yeah. last year? Yeah, last ordination. Done any funerals, bro? I have not done any funerals, no. Oh, bae, this guy. You don't know how good. You got it down there at uh, Pukki Pukki. <laughs> Although I hear you did like you assisted or you at least attended a baptism recently. Yes. Yeah. It was an experience? It was an experience. Yeah. It was not actually inside a church. It was at, at a whanau's <gasps> buddy. Are you even baptised? <laughs> mm. <laughs> so we would have a position on that. Zane, your official Anglican... Good boy schooling at St. John's. Is that baptism acceptable? Yes, it is. 
I mean, yeah, because it was a proper bap- as long as it was a proper baptism. You're yep, correct. By a priest. It was a proper yep. bap- or baptism. Or a deacon. So it was valid. No, you are. Uh, you, no, wait. Yeah, no, you can baptize anywhere. Yeah, you can. I just, I just like playing with these old yeah. names. <laughs> <laughs> what about our, our, our journey, Mike? Where did, when we were in the ordination track, what was that like? Uh, the, was it traditional or not? I think, I, like, so I came up through youth ministry. So we had like a version of Kaikarakia called Manu Karakia, yeah, which was basically to do the same thing, but maybe a little more protection in terms of not being thrown straight into the deep end. So some some manukarakia, not all, could could have it so that um, like they weren't sort of thrown immediately into taking funerals on their own. So this was particularly geared towards, you know, you could become a manukarakia if you're 15 or 16 or something like that. Um, but then I probably took more of your pathway, um, saying went into St. John's College, studied, got my degree um, and got ordained out of there. So that was my pathway. I think I was more or less the same, except I had to go hunting for a bishop who would send me. Yeah, um, you got denied by about four dioceses. Yeah, but you know. And we've only got five in Tikanga Māori, so. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, babe, well, if the call's there, eh? Last one, lucky. Yeah, well, God, God will make it happen. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. Amen. So I was like, I think I was like 21 when I went into when St. You're John's. When you were ordained? Oh, nah, okay. when I went into St. John's. You were 21? Um, mm. So I'd gone to... I'd Attended university, I'll just leave that there, um, and did a year working teaching in uh, Kohangareo, just leave in, that there too. in West Auckland, yeah. oh, park cool. that up, um, <laughs> and then after a year I went into St John's and I was there for three years, and I'll park that up, and then I ended up in Tate Harvard's <laughs> no so I was ordained deacon in like 2010, 11. Oh, yeah. I can't remember when, and then ordained priest in 2013, which is a little bit longer than it takes some people. Um, but I'd I'd one or two minor uh, minor convictions. That yeah, I, I was I was deaconed November 2000. I was no, I was deaconed on I want to say Aotearoa Sunday, 2008 in November, and I was priested six months later on Pohere Sunday, um, 2009. Michael got fast track because his brother's the. Archbishop. And it was meant to be three months, but. Yeah, but it got cancelled. Yeah, like mine. <laughs> yeah, my original ordination date got cancelled, like week off. And actually, I just looked at my watch. It's twelfth today. I was ordained on the seventeenth of November in two thousand thirteen to the priesthood, wow. mm. the feast of Christ in all creation. How old were you, Chris? I what was time? Twenty four when I was ordained to the priesthood. Twenty four. What time? Two o'clock. Oh yeah. Was that uh, at uh, twenty four? Has that ever happened before? Has a young young Maori been ordained? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. I, well, I, I, from when I was ordained to the priesthood, I became the youngest priest in the country, not just mm. in the Māori Church. Before that was Ngira, who was ordained a couple of years before me, um, and then before that was probably would it have been you? Nah, yeah, yeah. I guess when I was maybe for a little bit. Yeah. Um, so pretty common for our cohort, and and I reckon that the reason why it was so common was because at the time, like Michael alluded to, we had this thing called Timata Youth Ministry School, which joined together all of basically the young people who were keen on the church and gave them pathways, not just to be priests, but like with Manu Karakia, you could sign on to be a Manu Karakia whānau or a Manu Karakia, um, like ad- admin stuff or a Manu Karakia liturgist or yeah. a Manu Karakia theology. So whatever pathway you wanted to take, uh, you could do that. 
There's, let's make this less about Michael and I. But, it's, but there's also a min, there's a minimum age, eh? so that's yeah, why around twenty three. So yeah, for like we mentioned at the start, Zane's a postulant still. Isaac's an ordinary. Zane is actually unable to be ordained validly mm. because you're how old? I'm twenty two. You're twenty two. So minimum age for ordination is twenty three. Mm. So you know, if you were ordained right now, you would be ordained, but it would be uh, not valid. Not true. Well, no, it would be valid, <laughs> but it would be illicit. Has it happened before in the history of the church? It has. Okay, don't know names. What's our next? Um <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, are, um, has it always been a calling on you guys to um, to ordain ministry? Has it always been there? Start with you, Zane. Yes, it has been. Um, on my first podcast, I sort of spoke about first my podcast. Um, my faith journey and how God has um, brought me in and called me um, to ordination. But yeah, for as long as I can remember. Anglican ordination? Uh, yep. Oh, <laughs> I think it was a bit of a... Katorika? Yeah, it was a bit of a katorika. Mm. And then you realised that you wanted to get married, so you became an <laughs> Anglican. <laughs> 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 and what about you, bro? So you're, how old are you, bro? I'm 31. So you're a bit more advanced in years. A bit more advanced. So yes. what, what was life like for for, Zo- uh, for young Isaac? In terms of my calling, uh, I think I've spoken about this before, but my calling started from since I could remember, um, not specifically to ordained ministry within the Mihinare Church, mm-hmm. though. Um, for me, uh, I felt a presence of, of God in my life since I can remember. Cool. Um, and, and throughout being immersed in, mm-hmm. you know, and across... Uh, Across uh, a few rohe within Te Tairawhiti, I, I discovered and learnt more about that. And um, what's yeah. what's the one moment like you re- like you realise like okay, this is it. Like there would have been probably on reflection, you could reflect back and go, okay, there's multiple moments, and it was a gradual thing, maybe. Mm. But if you could point to like what's that one moment you realise actually, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. This is where I'm called to be. Can you? Did, do you know that moment, or uh, no? I can't. I can't point it to a specific moment. Um, I can. I can allude to people. Yeah. Key people. Um, but I, I. I can't put put it to a specific moment. I. I, f- I feel. And I mean to ordained <coughs> ministry. Oh yeah, to ordained ministry again. Again, nurtured by you know by a, a a variety of different characters in my life. I think you know to ordained ministry. Then yeah. And I'd say that would probably. Have Definitely have been within the last five years. Oh yeah. So you know, since what twenty twenty five twenty six years old started uh, started it being surrounded the, the idea not the idea yeah. but they're calling. <laughs> I'm acting yeah, like did the Holy Spirit have anything to do with it? But they're calling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could start to kind of sense it, and you're on that journey. What? A, yeah. What? A, same question to you. Like, can you can you pick that one moment? Like again, now you might reflect back on your whole life and okay, I've always been on this pathway, but was there that like? Yeah, that, that I, light bulb moment, mm. ordained ministry. This is what I'm called to. Yeah. Well, I remember the. I actually remember the weekend that I decided, okay, I'm going to pursue ordained ministry 100 <laughs> percent. Yeah. In Te Hahi Mihinare. and that was when I was 16. I was up and up at Te Harutu at my marae for a hui, and um, I sort of had a quite a bit of a theophany up there, and that oh. was when um, I said, I said, Saint John's graduate, yeah. Bazinga. <laughs> I had a theophany up there. Um. So I had experience with the wide way, and that's when I said, um, "I said, oh yes, yes, God, I am going to pursue this." And pretty much the next, um, 
the next following days, I was at another hui um, <coughs> with the and the venerable Numia Tumwan was in attendance, and she randomly come up to me and she and so yeah, so that's when it sort of kicked off. But yeah, so it was that one weekend when I had an uh, experience with the wide river. I decided, oh yeah, I'm going this is my pathway. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. cool. What about you, Chris? Um, where I thought I want to be ordained, like that one. You know, if you could pick one moment where it was like, yep, hundred percent. Um, attending a tangi uh, on my marae, um, and I, I grew up away from my marae, but always went back uh, often. Um, and my memories from when I was a kid going back there was that it sort of worked like a well-oiled machine. So there was always minita there, there was always karakia. On this occasion, there was none of that. So there, were, there was no minita, there was no karakia. And I remember thinking to myself how lost my whānau were without that presence. Um, and I think if we were going to sort of use a, a Moses metaphor analogy, um, that would have been the burning bush for me, th- thinking to myself, shit, my whānau, well, swear word number one, everyone drink. Um, <laughs> thinking how lost my whānau is um, and thinking this can't be unique to this place and this marae. There must be other whānau who are going through similar things, who don't have that presence anymore, for whatever reason. Um, and then, so I remember thinking to myself, yep, that's a space that I feel called to fulfil. And then from there, basically it feels like I woke Force, up the yeah. next day and I'm in the church, you know, up to my neck and I'm loving it. And um, like I said before, I had the amazing luck or blessing, I think us religious folk would call it, um, to express that, uh, that calling during a time where youth ministry was really strong mm. uh, in the Māori Anglican Church. Pathway, yeah. um, and so I could reach out. There was this website, mm. uh, rangatahi.org, and it was basically a really bad <laughs> map of New Zealand. And it was like clickable. So you clicked on the map and like a picture of someone would pop up oh, in their contact yeah. details. Uh, and so did that, have a look. Made contact and straight away they were able to say, well, you're expressing this calling, this whakaro, go to church and then we can plug you in in lots of different ways. And from there, I think my first hui that I went to out of that was the election um, of Bishop Brown yeah. as Bishop of Aotearoa, and that sort of just reinforced uh, the calling for me. Um, and yeah, that's sort of, that's how that worked out. Yeah. What about you, Bay? I think, yeah, I think I've talked to you about this before. But but again, eh, like, you know, um, series of kind of moments, you know, as you kind of more and more realise that this is the calling um, in your life, and kind of in a you know real Holy Spirit um, kind of journey and moments, I think a little maybe a little bit like you, Chris, like that sense of like just realizing how invested I was in the hahi and in this yeah. ministry, and kind of realizing for myself, like Hika, you know, you're thinking about this a lot, you're you're moved by it, by it a lot. You must really care about this. Yeah. So and that kind of led me on, but at the moment was like you know waking up. I uh, was staying with um, uh, the Venerable Honeka, um, and I thought, you know, actually, I think this is what I want to do. Who am I going to go talk to? Go talk to Hone. Uh, this was his whare uh, next to uh, St. John's College up oh, there in yeah. Auckland. Went down to his office, um, had a kōrero to him, said, I think, you know, I think I, I feel called to ordain ministry. And, of course, probably when you have that realisation, hey, people around you have already discerned it in you too. So he's just like, of course. Um, he was the very first person I talked to about it. Um, he kind of laid out, okay, here's the pathway you probably want to take. You need to talk to your bishop, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he said, have you talked to your whānau? I said, no. Um, he said, oh, that's fine. I'll keep it under my hat. You go talk to your whānau. 
literally walked out of his office, walking down the hallway, I get a call mm. from my brother Dawn. Mm. And Don says, hey, when he just told me you were thinking about getting one day. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh, hecka. Holy Spirit moves really quickly. Yes, indeed. Um, but yeah, moved quickly from there. I went, I came actually like a special trip to have dinner with um, uh, uh, the late uh, Archbishop Brown. Um, and I, I didn't know how that conversation was going to go. Um, I was, you know, a little bit nervous. We had a great dinner. Um, and at the end of it, he kind of just leaned over and said, so... I'm really happy that you're uh, going to become a priest and that you're going to St. John's. <laughs> and that was like the extent of that conversation. Mean. So it's kind of, I think the same thing again, eh? You know, when, when you kind of arrive at that space, things just it's sort yet, of fall into place. Yeah, it's already been made up for you. I remember one of the first people I told about like wanting to join the church and stuff was my mum, mm. uh, who's staying with me at the moment for one month. <laughs> um, and she said to me, A blessing. She said, Oh, it's just a phase. It's just a phase. Yeah, she said the church was a phase. Because, weirdly, I'm not sure if you guys know this, uh, but my mum grew up in a cult. Um, oh, okay. So, so like, uh, like like a hardcore one mm. that like told you, like you weren't allowed newspapers, you weren't allowed radios, you weren't allowed TVs. Mm. They told you what you were allowed to wear and not allowed to mm. wear. And the most concerning thing for me was they called everyone brother and sister, which mm. is, you know it's a cult if they call people <laughs> that. Um, well, I but I, but I think what, what she was processing at the time is her whole understanding of religion was mm. tied up in that experience growing up. Mm. Um, so she was like, she was real worried. Um, my dad was just annoyed that I wasn't going to become a ringer too because he <laughs> is. Um, but now I think they realise it's not a phase <laughs> and they're, they're really, really supportive. Well, Heaps of support from my very family. Long, so. Love you, mum. Very long phase. <laughs> yeah, real long phase. <laughs> like, oh man, I'm actually an atheist. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> so like... How, how f- just so for our listeners, <laughs> our listener, uh, will know how far down the track are you guys? So, like Isaac, how far down that ordination track are you? Well, I'm currently an ordinand, uh, which means which means I've made the decision, um, and with my whānau, with with my whānau's support and the bishop's support, I'll be ordained uh, to the diaconate on the 30th of November. Cool. And does Jesus support you? I believe Jesus does. <laughs> I, think, I think the bishop makes the decision too. <laughs> Isaac's made the decision that he's ready. So we're going to have a hui. Yeah, <laughs> you did, did you invite your father? It a really long time though. Uh, it was something, something. Mum and dad will be there and Nan? Yes, yes. My Nan has told me she will be there. <laughs> but uh, from Tōroa coming down. Awesome, uh, bro. Whānau from uh, Hiratanga coming up. Oh, uh, it'll be neat. It'll be a neat time. It'll be a yeah. new experience for them yeah. to be present. When something big happens for you in the hay, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll park that one up. We'll <laughs> that one up. And and you Zane, give us a bit of an insight. Like so, you say you're going to do this curacy thing. Yep. Well, isn't like isn't that a person who works at a museum? It is that too. <laughs> it's a curator, isn't it? Yeah, um, I think typically a curacy is like what someone who is ordained they go and they do for two years. It's like a training. So if you're doing a curacy, you're called yep. a Curate. Yeah, curate. Yeah. 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 And so, um, yeah, so I'm going to be doing that for two years, which is just, a, is it a training period? Like an apprenticeship? Yeah, is sort of. Sort of, yeah. Well, neither Michael or I ever had one, so. You know, yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were, we man, we remember when Churchill was poor. No money go around. We had to walk barefoot oh. across glass all the way to seminary and back. Oh, true. Yeah. Oh. Painful. Or was it that? from the party? <laughs> <laughs> and we were hungover. It was horrible. <laughs> no, so you're doing a curacy, which yep. is basically like a, 
yeah, like an apprenticeship. Hey, so you get to shadow um, a, a priest uh, and help them and assist them mm. uh, in their ministry and hopefully learn something along the way. But it, it's sort of like a, it's it's cool because we've struck up a deal, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or the bishop has struck up a deal with his counterpart in Tikanga mm. Park, yeah, uh, Bishop Andrew Hedge, um, to help resource that curacy. Mm. Um, and in turn allow the Māori church to have a part of your time yeah. and the Pākehā church to have a part of your time, which I think is a really cool thing, a real cool model yeah. uh, for yeah. the rest of the church. But you're not even ordained yet. How are you going to be a curate if you're not ordained? Yeah, well, I'm I'm not too sure myself. but um, I look, look like you're just going to break into the robot then. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but I definitely feel ready to be ordained. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, obviously. I, I think age. part of it, eh, is that it's, it's getting you a because you're coming out of seminary mm, this year, mm. um, so moving you into a curacy beginning yes. of next year with the view that you'll be ordained yes. uh, next yep. year mm. and be a fully fledged Reverend <laughs> Zane Tahu Wheeland. It's exciting, eh? Is it exciting? It's very exciting. Are you yeah. excited? I'm very excited. Are you mostly looking forward to the fact that you get to wear a dress in public? I'm told I, I do have to wear a certain dress in public, yes. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing those legs, <laughs> Isaac. No my hooky my So we've talked about the calling, uh, we've talked about some background to you fellas. Now we're going to talk about the most amazing part of being ordained, and that's all the clothes. <laughs> uh, was, it was the main attraction for me, uh, being ordained. Mm. I get to diversify my wardrobe. Um, so, I th- I th- did you come up with this, the name of the segment? I did, I came up with the name of the segment. Yeah, uh, copyright Kanapu Holdings. Yes. <laughs> Three favourite things. And the co-pop is going to be Isaac. What was the co-pop? <laughs> <laughs> well, he failed his first ordination exam. <laughs> uh, the co-pop is going to be vestments. Vestments. There you go. Top three vestments. Top. I want to keep saying top free. Free. Yes. Free. Top, top free. free vestments. <laughs> <laughs> so no particular order, but your top three vestments, um, and you can have like. 15 seconds to try and convince everyone else. One rule, you're not allowed to repeat someone that someone else has said. Oh, gee. Oh, I can't do that. Well, you just you, many. You, you better go first then. Okay. okay. Um, and for the purposes of this, Kimu, uh, vestments includes like... Clericals? Vestments, clericals, associated... So all, all the kākahu, okay. the clothes of, of a minister. Yeah. Cool. I was just going to be like, definitely undies. <laughs> <laughs> How else will they know? <laughs> Do you want to go first, Isaac? Yes, I'd like okay, to. Okay, your first. your top. No, it doesn't need to be your top, but one yeah. of your well, favorite three. Well, the the, the top uh, top two vestments I've only ever been able to wear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, start are with included one. in my top three, so my start is going to be the cassock. The cassock, all oh, timeless, yeah. timeless. The cassock. It's like the priest's little black dress. <laughs> yes, yeah, and I have a full. Yeah, mine's mine's black. <laughs> and falling, but I hear I hear there are a different types of cassocks as well. Yes, at the moment Isaac is rocking a single breasted Roman cassock from Elmi. Uh, the go. reason why I know that is because I gave it to him. Yeah, I didn't Thank want to much. give it to him. Thank my wife told me I had to, but it fits him. If, yeah, well, sort of fits him. <laughs> so, um, and Isaac is also uh, one of the bishop's canons. So once he's ordained, you could add. What to that cassock? Now I was told the technical word is piping. Piping, yeah. Piping. Red piping. Now, I still and red don't buttons. understand why it's called red piping. Well, I know it's called red because it's red, but, <laughs> but piping. I don't know why it's called piping. Because it's pipes. It's a piped red cassock. It's got piping on it. 
Piper. Yeah. Do not. All right, the Kessick. Nice, yep, nice the choice. The pretty, pretty solid. Pretty solid. Work, work clothes of the church, of the minister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Me? Michael. Uh, Hicker. Favourite free. Favourite free. For, um, I just have to go. Well, this is a tough one, but I have to go the Alb. Uh, traditional or Kessick? Uh, well, Kessick Alb, because that's oh. what I've used. Oh. That's, that's basically what... what Everyone came up with it. it was my first vestment, probably. Um, Where was it from? Sort of had, had it Two made shores? by the Sisters of Light. No, no, no. What are they? The Sister Disciples of the Sister Divine Dis- Master. Oh, is that what they're called? Yeah, I'm sure there's light in there somewhere. <laughs> Always light. <laughs> Lux ex tenebris. That's Latin for from darkness, light. Um, to the Catholic <laughs> um, sisters over in Ponsonby. Yeah, who measured me up and made that. Um. <laughs> But yeah, and that served me well. Still got it. Still got it? Yeah. I thought you cohered it to someone. Nah, it's still kind of sitting there. Is it like um got that like grey tinge to it and a little, little nah, bit marking under the arms? It survived pretty well. Well made. Um, Kassik Alb. But that was kind of my only vestment for many years. Even even operating as a manukarakia, that's kind of all we had. That and a cincture and our medallion. All right. And good to go. Kassik Alb. I, um, I'm anti Kassik Alb, by the way. Yeah, well, only up until a couple of months ago, that's all I had as well, until mm-hmm. Michael gifted me his um, surplus and cassock. So that was a real blessing. Lovely. Um, but I think one of my <laughs> favourite vestments that I love to look at, um, nothing I love better than looking at a beautiful cope. Oh, you know, lovely. There's some really lovely. grand copes. And, um, so, yeah. My to describe a cope for us, what's a cope? Um, it's sort of like... Oh, to describe it, it's sort of like a, a cape mm. that um, an archdeacon, a bishop, or anyone, or a dean, wins, yeah. or anyone can wear. Anyone, yeah. yeah. A cope. Love, lovely choice. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm. Um, gothic, semi gothic, or Roman? Um, I don't mind. Nice, <laughs> nice. Good answer, good answer. Yeah, nice, Zane. That's good. Māori. The only difference is the cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a joke, but okay. All right. <clears throat> One of my my tops. You should go traditional. Traditional alb. Yeah. Then you can explain the difference. Okay. One of my top three favorite vestments, uh, traditional alb, um, which is like, it's like a cassock alb, only a thousand times better. No. So the 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 basic difference is that it's um, made out of a slightly different material, um, and it's made to be worn over top of a. Excuse me. <laughs> Are you getting quite emotional? No, it's hay fever. <laughs> made to be worn over top of a cassock. Yeah. So, uh, so it's a white, long white garment, yeah. full length. Whenever I wear it, the um, the old nanny priest, they all come up to me and they say, hey, you look like getting dressed for bed. Because they think that it's like a... Um, nighty. A nighty, yeah. So yeah. your traditional albs. Mm. So uh, for those of you playing at home will know what any of these things are. It's sort of like a surplus, but with sleeves. Yeah, in full length. Yeah, all the way down to your ankles. You wear the cassock under it. Yeah, you have to wear an amice too and a cincher. An amice is. Um, it's You're a naming dip, all your favourite a, a, a piece of material that covers uh, your underclothes. So around your neck, shoulders. Yeah. Yeah, Whereas so the cassock album is like a. It's, it's an all in one. Combined the mm. cut and fit of the two, but it's the white garment. But it's made white, basically, yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool, yeah. Cool. Second, number two. Second. Number two, bro. Oh, number two. Must be the only I'm other piece of... <laughs> it is the only other piece of uh, of uh, we, uh, 
investment that I wear, but it's, um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm saying this primarily because for all you future, uh, all you future kaikaraki out there, this will be something that you wear too. It's a surplus. Surplus, nice, mm. nice and tradish, eh? Nice and tradish. Nice, uh, full or American? Oh gosh, I don't English know the or the, the I wear the f- a full English. Anglican surplus, which is like all the way so down to your ankles, oh, no, nice I, big bell sleeves. Then I wear the the, the, the You lighter. do. Did I give you that as well? Yes, you did. There's <laughs> <laughs> a wonder I've Thank got you, anything. Thank you. <laughs> so you've got the full. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. So, and together, what's that called? That's called, it's got a name, Casting Surplus? Oh, you catch me on that one. He's looking at me, I'm worried he's going to say something like, Philip? Casuclus? Casuclus. Quadris. Quiet dress, there you, you go. Knew that, eh? You knew yeah, that. I did. So, oh, you you have very reformed taste in investments, Thank which you. is a good thing. Thank you. Right. Okay, number two, I'd have to go with. Um, oh, I'll go with stoles. Do I get oh, to, do I get to name good. all of them? That is good. I quite and I quite like. Um, You're down with those narrow stoles these days, eh? Those yeah, narrow yeah, reversible. Yeah, yeah. What, if what's I can the get name? like a proper set of them, uh, Serum, Sarum. Salisbury, Sills. Yeah, Salisbury Cathedral is Serum. Yeah. yeah. And that's that kind of, it's a thinner, it's mm. like two inches yeah. around the shoulder. And, and it sort of, um, I don't want to say flares out, but it widens out to like three. Yeah. It's so quite a thin stole. What's the tikanga with, with stoles? Is, is there a, a set tikanga that you have to have for a particular style or design of no. stole? No. Which so is, whatever which takes is, your fancy. Okay. Which means but you can see some pretty horrible stoles. Okay. Like the um, that Pac-Man stole? Yeah. There's a point at which it gets a bit crazy. <laughs> Isaac looks at me like, I'm going to have one of those. <laughs> but it should, like, you know, match the occasion and obviously the seasonal Stoles colours. Stoles are a good choice. Seasonal yeah. Mm. Nice. Far out. All right, Zane. Um, Next favourite. My second favourite thing to look at is a uh, chasuble. Chasuble, nice. Chasuble, I love them. Nice. Yeah, there's some real beautiful ones too. What's a chasuble? What's a chasuble? Yeah. Um, oh, that's a hard one to describe. It's like a poncho. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a religious poncho. Yeah, it's like a holy poncho. Chazel, isn't it come from like a, a little house or yeah, something? Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. But so, yeah, it's sort of, yeah, a poncho. So a chasuble is a vestment that only a priest wears, mm. and they only wear it when they celebrate the Eucharist. Mm. Or if um, they think it's a coat. <laughs> yeah. But you can get some beautiful ones. They like, can get oh, like full wow. brocade. You can get mm. real simple ones. Mm. Nice. Chasuble. All right. I want to cheat a little bit in this next one because uh, I'm just going to do a catch-all, which is like clergy hats. Clergy hats? Clergy hats, yeah. Still my third one, Chris. <laughs> yeah, there's hats. only three things, Isaac. No, I'm not going to name any in particular. Isaac, Isaac, I'm just going to say... Medallion, Isaac. I'm just going to say clergy hats. Okay, cool. Whether they're bishop hats, priest hats, deacon hats, lay hats. Okay. I love religious hats. Even got a collection of them, um, which I'm hoping mm. to grow. I really want to add a bishop hat to my collection, I think but people make fun one of me. That you wear in services, the fez. <laughs> no, no, no. What's that one? Oh, that conical with, with wizards the, with the um, the propeller on top, <laughs> or that that one that um, you can put two beer cans. <laughs> clergy hats. I just love hats, so that's my clergy oh, hats. Beautiful. Ihaka. Okay, my mine would be a zipito. Zuketo, is that what it's called? No, Z- okay, Zuketo, Zuketo. That's is that, that's is that Pinocchio's father? Zuketo, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, I thought you were going to steal my one, Chris, but you've generalised yours. So I did. Go, that would be my <laughs> third item. Specific. My third specific. So what item. what does a Zuketo look like? A Zuketo looks like a oh gosh, how do you explain this? 
it's like a small piece of circular material that sits <laughs> on top of your head. Like a that's head. actually a really good way of explaining it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's <laughs> like so. a like a kippa or a yamuka. So sort of a skull skull cap, cap yeah. Mm. And that's the purpose of the mace. So like the cathedrals in England, real big. I mean, back in the day, a lot of clerics would would um, have a tonsure, so the top part of their head shaved, mm. um, and to protect it from the cold, they'd drop a. Is that why you like it? Uh, he does have it. <laughs> Isaac does have a natural tonsure. <laughs> Affirmative. <laughs> but no, they are cool. Keep them oh, I look forward to seeing you sporting one of those uh, oh, very shortly. Thank you, Kenan. Yeah, Actually, yeah, that could be a good gift. They sell them at Cotter's. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> what am I going to go with? Third. Make it good. A good good one. <gasps> I'm looking at like... The collection. The collection of vestments. Oh, yeah, I do quite like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a toss-up. Oh, I'll go with the, the Capa Negra. Nice. Um, so the black <clears throat> woolen cloak. Oh, yeah. Um, full heavy. Um, actually, it's just super practical, um, yeah. but nice. So kind of, you know, really cold um, environment or day or whatever, if you're out in the elements, heavy rain, having to do ministry, if you have this, you can put it on, waterproof, protects you from everything, keeps you warm. Super expensive, but super, you do yeah. one tangy in the pouring rain in one, mm. yeah. and you know it's worth every dollar. Um, one of my favourite things about the Capa Negra is that um, Michael always borrows the bishops because he doesn't have one, <laughs> and it really annoys the bishop. And I think the most recent time you borrowed it, well, no, because then then he he, he went it to and grab it's locked it in another and it office or something in yeah. your office, locked away, and he needed it to go and oh. do something outside while it was raining. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> so that's my favourite part of the Capa Negra. But yeah, no, good choice, good choice, good choice. Very good, Zane. Yeah, well, I'm actually, uh, I've got a few, but. I think I'm just going to go off the academic hood that nice. goes with wirewear. Nice, um, nice, yeah, some, some people have some really amazing academic hoods. And nice. Yeah, especially those ones that are really long and big. So yeah, yeah, basically the the higher the degree yeah. you attain, the bigger the hood gets, yeah. more mm. or less. Mm. So like you get like a PhD in the sounds like floor. Yeah, sounds yeah. like men came up with this, but yeah. <laughs> I think men came up with everything that, that we yeah, just yeah, were talking yeah, about. Cheapest. Academic hood, nice. Although... Yeah. Unfortunately, not seen very often nowadays. So, what do you uh, wear? The yeah. why? Why would you wear? And when do you wear the academic hood uh, for ministry? Uh, non Eucharistic ministry, so like morning prayer, evening prayer, funerals, those sorts of things, and only with choir dress. So, never with an alb. So, what Isaac was talking about? Yes, yes. So, like surplus. Isaac's the Isaac has a MBA? a MBA, so he's got a master's degree. So, he'll be entitled to wear that hood. With his choir dress, although I did some googling last night, um, and the colour of the NBA at Otago is tangerine, <laughs> lime, and red. Oh my gosh! Which I couldn't think of a worse combination of colours. <laughs> tangerine, yeah, and and the BA at uh, your, your other degrees of BA, mm. the BA at Otago is pink. Oh. oh, that's fairly common. Eh? That is very. That's common across universities. Yeah, so you For might you BS. might want to put the MBA on one side and end up to your big one. My degree is from Laidlaw College, which is uh, blue. You've got a white. master's hood though, eh? For the yeah, yeah, so for their bachelor's degrees, they've they use the master's mm. hood. hood. Yeah, yeah. well, I don't know why it's just what they've decided to do. To? Your degree from Auckland. It's uh, green, eh? Forest green, yeah. Oh, that's quite With nice. Theology. Mm. And your your hood from EIT? Um, it's red. 
It's like on the inside and the outside? Oh, no. Black and red. Black yeah. and red. Red on the inside, black on the outside. Mm. Nice. Yes. Basically, Michael and I are enrolled in doing some higher higher learning at the moment. The only motivation is to get another hood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's to expand our minds. <laughs> <coughs> All right, my third, my favourite one is, is Reformed as well, um, which my mate Ngura uh, will be proud of. Um, and that's uh, Tabs. Oh, pr- yeah. So tabs, you, you, you wear them oh, with a dress. That, that, that kind of cat um, food. It's ba- <laughs> it's basically <laughs> the clerics uh, neckwear. Um, so yeah, Which well. like you, you see on like shows like uh, lawyers and judges. Yeah, so mostly and they they wear them nowadays, and you don't really see them much on clerics. But I I wear them as well. I noticed there was a photo on Facebook of you at the uh, last Kurumehana. Yes, I was. And you were wearing tabs. I was wearing you? tabs. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I tend to, to I tend to pull them out for like uh, special occasions. Yeah, for the king. Yeah, for the king. <laughs> yeah, mitona kahui ariki nui tonu That was a cool round, eh? A cool round of talking about vestments. So we're gonna uh, have that sound that I love to play. That's got nothing to do with anything. Um, coming up right next. I should have played that when we we're talking about the king, because they have heralds and stuff, eh? Yeah. But Fano neira te muhika koto kohono mai kite nei onga. Punua Paho, Ikea Nako Rev Talk, the Minari podcast. Zane, Isaac, thank you so much for Kia joining ora, us. Ora. You know how chaotic this podcast is. We don't really plan any of it. We just sit down and hope for the best. <laughs> so, Fano, thank you all for listening. You two, thank you for joining us. Hopefully, we'll see you again. Toi tu te rangi, toi tu te whenua, toi tu te aroha o te atua, toi tu ona manaki tanga katoa, maudi ora e te areki. Amine. Amine. Amine.